November 7, 2010, man, I had been up for seven days uh, on meth. Uh, I had went out to party uh, that last night, and we couldn't find any meth. So we went and bought some cocaine. Uh, come to find out, dude sold me BC powder. You know how that go. You know what I'm saying? I'm upset. So I'm like, you know what? Skip this. Let's just go get some crack. You know what I'm saying? I know where I can get some rock. You know what I'm saying? So we went and got some, some crack cocaine. And, uh, you know, it's funny because we were driving back home. I always remember this vividly. And uh, we're over there drinking, you know. And uh, a cop comes up behind us, turns on his lights. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, I just got the crack. You know what I'm saying? We got open containers. You know, and I'm over here praying, God, if you get me out of this, you know, I'll never do this stuff again. Boom, the cop gets right up behind us and, and slingshots around us. Well, hey, everybody, welcome again to another episode. Rob, how's it going today, man? Hey, man, coming coming live from uh, San Diego from the vehicle. I'm in the whoopty, the hoopty, whatever you want to call it. Y'all out there, um, no, it's a, it's a beautiful day. Um, I'm really excited for this call because... This is going to be something that is going to bless each and every single one of you guys for the ears to hear and the hearts that are ready to receive. And so uh, just um, just be open. I think that's something that I, I always want people to uh, to take away from these calls is to have an open heart. I think when you come with expectations and have an open heart, you're, you're able to receive something that is very beneficial for not only your right now, but your future and so on. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Craig, for jumping on this call with us and um, being able to bless our, our, our viewers and um, those that are listening. Man, thank you guys for having me. You know, it's always a, a privilege to be able to share what the Lord has done. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, thank you guys for having me. You're in San Diego, huh? Man, somebody was just telling me I need to go to San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah. San Diego's, San Diego's lit. It's also uh, really expensive. I, yeah, I know. You, you, hey, we ain't trying to live there. I have holes in my pockets. Yeah, we, <laughs> my, my wife and I, we actually just got done on a trip. We went to Mission Bay Ski Resort or Mission Bay Resort. Um, beautiful, man. They got like this uh, um, like amusement park kind of style thing on the beach. Music venues. Oh, man, it was, it was awesome. So it was definitely a blessing. Um, so I, I got some recommendations for you when you come out this side. Amen. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'll definitely hit you up. How things are expensive out there, right? You were just telling me like the tax rate is out of control. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I know I don't want to get into complaining about the government, but here we are. You know, it just kinda happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so right. yeah. ain't no getting around it these days. Right. I know. They they try to they especially when you start I remember back when I was working hourly job and the overtime and how much they like to hit that overtime. And the tax rate on that, it's like it gets to a point where those like diminishing returns. There's no point in working the extra hours right? because they're just going to take, right. you know, the, the time and a half that you're getting anyways. It's craziness. Everything. Well, I got to meet Craig a few weeks ago. He was here in Virginia and uh, we did a hip hop concert here at the church. And Craig and K-Drama and a few other local rappers had come out and ministered to our community. And it was such a such a good night. And we met each other in the hallway at the church prior to the, the event. And just found out that we had some uh, similar backstory and on, um, you know, you know, when you meet somebody and you just hear, you hear that fire and that hunger in them. And that's what I heard when I met you, Craig, I heard just how you how grateful you were for what the Lord had done in your life. And then hearing how the Lord pulled you out of a meth addiction, you know, being that that was my drug of choice back in the day. 
uh, I always connect pretty quickly with anybody who's fought and beat that battle as well. And so, um, well, we got to we got to talk a little bit. You went live on the page from the concert for just a few minutes and went through your testimony, but um, immediately knew that I wanted to get you here on the show and go a little deeper with you and hear about some of your journey. So um, if you want to just kind of start out by introducing yourself a little bit to the audience, you know, on letting everybody know some of your backstory, and then we'll take the conversation from there and see where the Lord leads this whole thing. Amen. Yeah, well, so, of course, my name is uh, Craig James. Uh, I'm also known as Five. Uh, I do Christian rap. But, uh, man, so November 7th, it'll be 13 years that I've been uh, clean and sober. Uh, you know, about no November 7th, 2010, man, I had been up for seven days uh, on meth. Uh, I had went out to party. Uh that last night and we couldn't find any mess. So we went and bought some cocaine, uh, come to find out dude sold me BC powder. You know how that go, you know what I'm saying? I'm upset. So I'm like, you know what? Skip this, let's just go get some crack. You know what I'm saying? I know where I can get some rock, you know what I'm saying? So we went and got some, some crack cocaine. And uh, you know, it's funny cause we were driving back home. I always remember this vividly and uh, we're over there drinking, you know, and, uh, cop comes up behind us, turns on his lights. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I just got the crack. You know what I'm saying? We got open containers, you know, and I'm over here praying, God, if you get me out of this, you know, I'll never do this stuff again. Boom, the cop gets right up behind us and, and slingshots around us and takes off. I'm like, and you know how we are. Let's go smoke this crack. You know what I'm saying? I just told God, if you get me out of it, I wouldn't do this. But I'm like, nah, let's get over here and smoke this crack. So, uh, man, we're over there. You know, I'm I'm high, I'm getting high. It's probably about six in the morning, six six thirty, man. I'm sitting on the couch, uh, thirty pack of Budweiser between my legs. I'm drinking. I look up and I see my little brother fighting uh, with a friend over the last piece of crack cocaine. And uh, man, that literally broke my heart uh, because growing up, you know, we didn't have a dad. My dad left when I was three. My little brother was probably, you know, six months, something like that, you know, and so. Um, I was his dad, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was the only male role model he had in his life as an older brother. And so, man, I realized in that moment I failed him so bad, man. And, uh, man, I instantly I, I heard a voice, an audible voice say, go to church. And it's funny because I looked up at them. I'm like, what? Go to church? Y'all see what we doing? You know what I'm saying? And they looked at me and stopped them from fighting. But they was like, you crazy. We didn't say go to church. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I sit, I'm sitting there and I hear it again. And I knew whose voice it was at that point, you know. And so, man, I, I called my cousin. I'm like, man, I got to get to church. Her mom was actually the pastor of our church in, in a little town that I'm from, Earth, Texas. You know, uh, just to just to go back a little bit, man, I'm from a small town. It's, it's called Earth, Texas in the panhandle right between Amarillo, Texas and Lubbock, Texas, if you know anything about that area and it. Man, town's so small, you blink, you miss it. But uh, so I called my cousin. We're in Lubbock at this point, and Lubbock's about 50-hour drive. I mean, 50-minute drive, 50-minute drive to Earth. And so I called my cousin. I'm like, man, I got to get to church. You know what I'm saying? And so she comes and picks me up. We, we drive to Earth. You know, I get to the church, man. Like, I didn't uh, – I tell people I didn't pass go. I didn't collect $200. I walked in there, and I went – I walked straight to the altar. Like, I, I didn't sit down. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I tell people, man, I had already got a word from God. He told me go to church. 
And I knew if he told me to go to church, he was going to meet me there. And so, uh, and I, man, and honestly, my, my thoughts were, if you don't meet me here, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm tired of this. Like, you know, this life, it's, it's, I, know, I know there's something better than this. I know there's something greater for me. You know, man, I always get teary-eyed when I, sorry, y'all. But, uh, yeah, so, so he, uh, so I, I walked straight up to the altar. My, my aunt, when the doors opened, man, I promise you, like, it was the most, man, beautiful thing. Cause the way she smiled at me, it was as if God himself was smiling through her. You know what I mean? Like she already knew. Cause th- this aunt of mine, like her name, you know, her name was Patricia Robinson. She's my mom's sister. Uh, she had, uh, she was a person in my life, man, that would never judge me for being on dope. You know what I mean? Like her relationship with the Lord was, was, was one of the most genuine things I've ever seen in my life. You know, to this day, I, I've yet to see a, somebody who, who loved like her. You know what I mean? Like she, she never judged, man. She was always telling me, Craig, quit running. God's got a plan for your life. You know, when you quit running and I, and I mean like, I'd get on the phone, you know, towards the end of my addiction, you know, these demons would manifest, you know, they call them shadow monsters, but I know what they really are. You know what I mean? And so uh, they would start to manifest, man. And, and so the only place I would feel safe was in the word or I'd pick up the phone and call my aunt Pat because she had something in her that those demons didn't want no part of. And so I would call her and she had stage four cancer, right? Mind you. And she would pick up the phone. She would talk to me for hours till I came down. She would get out of her bed and drive to where I was just to sit with me and tell me, Craig, quit running. God's got a plan for you. Once you, once you make up your mind to quit running, I promise you it's going to turn around. And so uh, I walked in that church, man. She looked at me the way she smiled. It was, it was just beautiful. And she walked down from behind the pulpit and uh, came up front. And she, she looked at me and she said, you're tired, huh? And uh, Oof, Jesus. She said, you're tired, huh? And I was like, man, I'm so tired. And uh, man, like immediately when she laid her hands on me and began to pray, man, I felt the weight come off of me. I felt everything just leaving me. And um, man, that day at that altar, um, once again, I heard the audible voice of God. These are the only times I've really heard this voice. And he said, show the world my grace. Uh, That's what he told me. He told me, show the world my grace. And so, um, you know, that's that's why I go by the name Five. Go ahead. Are we good? Oh, yeah, yeah. So so the, the reason I go by the name Five is because the biblical number for grace and favor is five. And so what I did was I took the number five, added I-V-E to it. And what it means is grace is victory everlasting. And so that that's that's the reason of my name. And so, uh, man, he told me, show the world his grace. I, I didn't know what that meant at the time. But I was completely healed, delivered, set free that day, November 7, 2010. No 12 steps, no no rehab. Like, God delivered me from a 12-year meth and cocaine addiction like that. And um, the same day, so after that church service, uh, I called my, 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 my wife. She's my wife now, but at the time, she was just my baby mama, right? We had a kid together. And so... She had, she had, she was fed up, man. And so that weekend, the reason I was so high and trying to just, you know, get over it was because we had split up. You know what I'm saying? We had left. And so I called her on Sunday and I'm like, I called her that afternoon because my, my grandmother and my, my aunt, my aunt Pat, we were going to another church service at 3 p.m. in Lubbock, Texas with some family. So they had a 
like a it was just a special church service, you know what I mean? And so I called her and asked her to go. And uh, because she loved my grandma and my Aunt Pat, she's like, okay, I'll go. And so, and she always says, as soon as she got to the car, she saw a different person. She she knew it me. She was like, this is not, this is not the Craig I know. And so she ended up getting saved at that church service. And we gave, we dedicated our lives to the service of Jesus together that day uh, at that church service. So, and then we ended up getting married. You know how it is, man. God opens your eyes and you're like, man, we living in this sin. Hey, hold up. So we ended up getting married. Uh, we got saved November 7, 2010, got married January 8, uh, 2011, which was about two months and a day uh, from the time of our salvation. So we tried to put the wedding together as quick as possible because you already know, man, when you're living together, and, and, you know, you're a man and a woman, man, that, that enemy going to come in and try to do something. And we, we once we got saved, we, we made a vow to God to stay abstinent until we got married. You know, even though we had already had a had a kid, we just realized that we were in error, man. And like we weren't going to continue to to do God like that. And so until we got it right. And so, yeah, we did that. And I think because we did that, man, our relationship is is, is so strong. Our bond is so strong. Like, uh, man, we, she's with me almost all the time man. now. But. Uh, six months later, you know, a friend of mine brought me a, a beat, and he was like, "Man, well, well, actually, uh, it was my 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 wife's cousin's husband. He was like, "Man, have you heard of this dude?" And he showed me this song called "Praying for You" by Lecrae. I didn't know what Christian rap was. I was like, "Oh, this is a thing. There's Christian rap." You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I had I had I had threw away all my Tupac. You know what I'm saying? My Kanye. I had threw away all my my music, my Zero. You know, I'm from Texas, so. I, you know, when I got saved, you're going to call me religious, whatever. I was just like, man, I'm not listening to none of this stuff. Um, and what God told me, he was like, give me six months. Give me six months. Like, I want you to dive in my word, you know, uh, cut off everybody. Like, I had to cut off my baby brother. I had to cut off all my friends, family. Like, if you weren't on what I was on, I couldn't be around you. And it wasn't because I thought I was better. It, it, it wasn't because I thought I was better than them. It was just because I knew that if I went around that, I would fall right back into the trap. So I had to wait till God built me up so I could go back in there and reach out and reach in. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. Yeah, man. Well, I know, I know Rob, Rob usually goes down this, this rabbit trail. <laughs> and so yeah, I was going to ask about your from, family. And so go ahead, Rob. I know you want to go there first. Yeah. So go ahead. And knock it out. <laughs> so funny you know story. Me too though. Well. The BC powder, you know, my brother did that to me. I was getting ready to go to rehab and I wanted to get high one more time before going to rehab. And I asked my brother, I said, dude, help me get, help me get something just so I can, you know, get squared away one more time before going off to get help. And this fool sold me this bag. It was like baking powder, BC powder. So I, I've been there before. That's a frustrating yeah. <laughs> so uh, Well, that was a good anyway. thing though, you know? Yeah. God I was trying to tell you, we don't need no more of that stuff. That, you know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. yeah. But go, go ahead, Rob. Man, 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 you have such a powerful story. So for, for many things, one, my birthday is January 6th. My, my wife's birthday is January 10th. My mm-hmm. grandmother's name is Patricia, okay, <laughs> which was a, an amazing influence in my life and so anytime i hear about the the prayer of a family member you were delivered and set free way before you were delivered and set free mm-hmm. oh we thank you jesus yes sir. we don't even understand that our deliverance and our freedom comes from a place of when the seed is planted mm-hmm. and so we look at things from a natural too often that we never really get the to glory in the supernatural 
And, and it's, that's why Jesus always says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things. He's not, look, his kingdom isn't exposed to the natural man. It's exposed to the supernatural man. And so your aunt, which was a believer, had authority and rights to go on your behalf and petition as a high priest would do for the people and presented the sacrifice of her cry on your behalf, which sets you free. And it's so amazing because when I hear stories like this, a lot of people always, man, on these podcasts, it's always the grandmother, the aunt, the, the mom, whatever, the family members, generally a woman too. Yeah. It's generally a woman. It's not a man. Facts. Facts. It's very interesting to me. Right. That's facts. And so it, it was the labor. Mm, mm. Holy spirit. Thank you. Mm, thank Just like when a woman gives birth, God said this in the book of Genesis, right? He says, because of your sin, Eve, now what's going to happen? You're going to have to labor, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to go through tremendous pain. And we, our sin causes people pain. But there's a seed that's planted inside of a woman that brings forth a birth. And you don't see what grows in dark places. And so five, being that it's the number of grace, This ministers to me in the season of life that I'm in, if I can even be transparent on this Mm. podcast, Mm. because I need grace. Just because Justin and I sit here before y'all and five sits here before y'all with no uh, drug and alcohol addiction doesn't mean that we don't need grace anymore. I know that. We do. Right. We all we all need it. But the, but the, the point of why we have these stories, the point of why we do this podcast is because we want to remind y'all that y'all have purpose. And so five, man, like it really stirs me up to know avail that you took the time to separate yourself. And if you could like speak to that just a little bit more of the yeah. importance of removing people from your inner circle, even your little brother, as you've mentioned, so that you could get right. Because if you're not right, how could you ever take anybody else with you, right? Exactly. And, you know, I tell people all the time, listen, you show me your five closest friends, I'll show you your future. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Drug dealers hang out with drug dealers, man. Uh, Strippers hang out with strippers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's that's just real, man. And, uh, you know, uh, if you throw a white shirt in a muddy puddle, 10 out of 10 times that white shirt's going to turn brown. That muddy puddle will never turn white. Ever, you know, and so a lot of times, you know, people think that they could go and and do these type of things, especially when you're not graced for it and God hasn't called you there. You ain't going to be able to stand uh, the enemy been doing his job since he fell. Like you ain't going to outsmart the devil. I'm sorry to tell you that there's only one thing to combat him. And that's the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the one thing he has no answer for, you know, and so. Um, with that six months, God told me, man, he said, just get in my word, bro. I was watching, man, TBN, you know, you know what I mean? Every church channel I could from morning to night, just reading the word. But the, the, the funny thing about that is like I was saying, like the two years leading up until I got saved, like every time I would get high, I would get in the word or I would call my impact. Cause you know, these demons started manifest. So I was reading the word. I probably read the word like five, six times front to back in those two years, you know what I mean? Like, cause I was, you know, I was a meth addict, you know, and other people were tweaking on fixing stuff. I'm tweaking on reading the word, you know, I'm over there reading it out loud and they tripping on me. Like, oh, we don't want to get high with you though. No <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, uh, but what I saw 
after I got saved and God showed me this was the prodigal son, it says that while the son was still afar off, the father ran to meet him. While the son was still afar off. And so what I realized is that you were exactly right what you said when my aunt, I was already delivered. My aunt had been praying. That seed had been sowed. And what God was doing was getting ready, was preparing me for what he was about to launch me into. And I didn't even know it, you know. And so I'm reading this word and all of a sudden, boom, you know, your the blinders are off. And, and now the word makes sense. You're reading it. You're like, man, that's what that means. You know what I mean? And so for that whole six months, man, I was just watching nothing but uh, pastors, just uh, preaching and uh, just in the word, like constantly. Like, and uh, I got to this place where, and he had said, give me six months and I'm going to show you. And so uh, almost a day to that, that six months was over. Uh, like I said, my wife's uh, cousin's uh, husband brought me that Lecrae song. And so I was like, God, this is what you want me to do. It's funny because I'm like, you know, my, my grandma, we're Southern Baptist. Well, my grandma's Southern Baptist, Mount Zion Baptist Church. That's where I'm from. That's my home church, you know, in earth. And so I'm like, man, my grandma finally proud of me. And now I got to go tell her I got to rap for Jesus. This ain't gonna go over well. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, but but now, man, I, I promise you, man, uh, man, my family they support me uh, to the fullest, and it, it, it started with my aunt Pat because God gave me a year with her uh, before she passed. Uh, she actually paid paid for my first music video, and probably a week later, uh, she passed away. You know, she went to be with the Lord. Um, but the the dope thing about that, and me seeing her like. And in and, and, and her last days, people were coming in to encourage her and walking out encouraged. And I said, man, that's what I want my life to be. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, that's how I want my life to be. Like, I mean, she praised God literally to her last breath, man. And, you know, I have a line in one of my songs. I said, I watched, you, I watched her praise you till you die. That's how, I mean, I watched you, her praise you till she died. That's how I know it's true. So I put my hope in you. A hopeless fool is what I used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I watched this woman, you know, go through this never smoke a cigarette a day in her life and die from lung cancer. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like I, I watched, I watched this happen and I watched her go through it with joy, with joy of the Lord. And I remember her telling me one time, she said, Craig, don't, don't worry. You know, God told me he's going to make me whole. He, she said, I don't know if that's here or there, but either way I'm going to be made whole, you know, and to have that type of strength, that, that real to live as Christ, to die is gain type of mentality to me, that, that, that really, shook me to my core and I think that's what that's why I'm so passionate about what I do you know that's why I'm so passionate about what I do man because you know I I got to witness that man and man I, I promise you that year we we're going to every church service we could find you know uh trying to get her healed like you know I, I just wanted to be in the presence of God and the crazy thing is if I would have known what I know now you know but God had a plan in it all and she she's up there she's She's waiting and, and cheering us on, you know, now it's my job to get where she's at. So I just pray I can I can make it, man. But yeah, it's very important. I'm sorry I, I veered off on all those things, but it's very important that you 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 have to separate yourself from people, man, because you know, um you can't it's it's the world doesn't want you to succeed. The enemy definitely doesn't want you to succeed. And the enemy, he's crafty. If you give him a, a crack, if you give him an inch, he's going to come in through the cracks, I promise you. And, and that's why you got to stay armored up and stay in your word. And, and you you won't have to stay away from the people always. God saved you so you can go back and bring them out. You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to be able to instantly do that because temptation is a very real thing, you know, and we're drawn away. The Bible says we're drawn away by our own lust and desires. 
You know what I mean? And and God took that that away. But if I go put myself in that environment again and constantly hang out there, then uh, you know I'm I'm real susceptible to fall. It's gonna be easy for me to 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 try some of those things and and fall back into that trap. So I, I would recommend anybody, man, if you if you're coming off the of dope or you're trying to get off the dope, change your circle up, surround yourself, get you get you some friends like the people that carried this man to Jesus. And the, the the house was so packed they couldn't get to him. You got to get you some friends that won't give up and climb the roof, climb the roof with you. You know what I'm saying? Get you some friends that'll tear through the roof and get you to the feet of Jesus. Surround yourself with people like that, man. But because when you do that, I promise you, you'll get your healing. Because if you think about that story, when they lowered him down, Jesus never pointed to the man and said, "By your faith, you're healed." You know what he did? He pointed to his friends and said, "By their faith, you're healed." You know what I'm saying? And that's that's a powerful thing. Uh, surround yourself with people who are willing to take you to the feet of Jesus, man. And uh, if you do that, I promise you, things will turn around in your life. So was that difficult, that process of just cutting everybody off? Like, you know, I know some people have a hard time with that. We we used to run the rehab program all the time, and I I would call it Superman syndrome, you know, it would come from a good place. They'd be motivated and passionate in Jesus and then want to run right back into the fire and try to rescue everybody before, before they have learned how to navigate the fire, you know? Yes. And, and a lot of people struggle with that and it starts out in a good spot. You know, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to the old neighborhood. I'm going to the old houses to, to try to minister to people. But then like you mentioned a few minutes ago, our own lust and our desires draw us away while we're in those places. And so how difficult was that for you to make that decision? I mean, it was, was it for you just, you know what, I know this is what I got to do. I've got a word from the Lord and whatever the cost I'm going after it, or was there, was there some wrestling that was going on on the inside while you were walking that out? Man, for me, totally on it, bro. I was done. I, man, it, it, it was easy for me, man. Like, I, I was done, like, man, I, I hit rock bottom. Like, I know for a fact, like, there's not a doubt in my mind that if I would have continued in dope, I wouldn't have lived another six months. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that. Like, I, I could just feel it, man. I felt death around the corner, like, literally. And so, for me, it was just like, man, God, I want something new. And when I tasted and seen, like, when, when I showed up to that church and he showed up and showed out, like, man, you know, it's it's like Peter. Where I'ma go, Lord? You got the words to life. Like where else I'ma go? You know what I'm saying? Like you you're so good. And you know the dope thing about that too is I forgot to mention. You know, I come to find out that November seventh is uh, one of my favorite pastors' uh, uh, birthdays, which is Billy Graham. So uh, you know, Billy Graham was born November seventh. So I was delivered November seventh. And that's a person I, I look to too to model my ministry after after man because he's so he was above reproach. You never heard a scandal come out of Billy Graham's uh, ministry. You know what I'm saying? Like you know all these other pastors, you might have heard scandals and some rightly so, some not. But Billy Graham, you never heard a scandal come out of his ministry. And he was above reproach. Never was alone with a, a female in, in a in a room alone. You know, he had somebody that accountability, like that's how I try to structure and model uh, my ministry, man, because the, the devil's crafty, man. And especially when you're like us, you're you're out here speaking truth. And, and I tell people all the time, you know, they had a meeting about you this morning. Yeah. Like, yeah, the demons, they had a book. They were in a boardroom meeting 
how can I get these folks to fall today? You know what I'm saying? They had a meeting about you. Like, you know, and, and it's one thing to choose God. It's another thing when God chooses you. You know what I'm saying? I tell people this all the time. Like, uh, just ask Job that question. You know what I'm saying? The devil wasn't checking for Job. God put Job on the devil's radar. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, God going to allow some things to come, but he also will strengthen you and he gave you everything you need to succeed. He said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. That means the spirit that we got, man, is greater than any spirit the demon can conjure up, man. There's there's nothing they can throw at us if, if we really believe in, in this Jesus that we claim to serve. Because, man, he said with God, all things are possible. You know what I'm saying? So, like, but you got to be with God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's really good. Yeah. Thank you, folks. No, I was just going to say, man, you were you were talking about the the whole suffering with joy and watching that in your family member and your aunt. And I, you know, I remember seeing that in my grandmother when she passed away, she had cancer and on um, man, never, never complained, you know, near the end. She just and I, and I saw her the night before she went home to be with Jesus. And I'll never forget going into the living room and talking to her. I was living at her house at the time. And um, I was saved and she got to see me get my life together and all that as well. Come but I, I remember going to see her and talking to her and I just got home from choir practice. I was still trying to be on the choir at the church back then. That was a terrible decision. <laughs> but, uh, but man, I was on fire and just excited to do anything and everything. Yeah, I know that, that's right. Even yes, if that sir. meant singing when I couldn't sing. And um, <laughs> I got home from choir practice and I had that conversation with my grandmother and she said, I can't wait till I get to sing in the choir again. She went home to be with Jesus that night. Come on. But you shared that story about your aunt, you know, just God's got to hold me on the other side of this. He's going to heal me and it's coming. But there was just that suffering with joy. Yes. And I think that's something that's lost in the Christian faith a lot, you know, in, in, in modern times is like, there's a lot of prosperity and God wants to bless us. And I don't, I don't, I don't think he means for us all to be in poverty. Like there's the extreme on both sides of it, but we don't hear the discussion about, you know, maybe the call is to learn how to suffer with joy, right? If that was the, if that was the path laid out for our savior, you know, like, you know, and so I would just love to hear your, your thoughts and elaborating on that a little bit. Like, you know, what did her example teach you, you know, in regards to how you carry out your day to day and being able to you know, face whatever comes your way with joy? Amen. Yeah, man. Just, I mean, she affected me so much. Like, man, I, I give my number out to, to addicts all over the country, man. And I'm like, man, I don't care what time it is, you know, and uh, call me. I literally just this past weekend, uh, I think it was Saturday morning. Uh, man, I didn't get to bed till probably two in the morning. I get up to go use the restroom four in the morning. And so one of my friends, you know, uh, a brother of mine who's kind of falling back, uh, and, uh, he's calling me and I knew exactly what it was. I picked up the phone, uh, and stayed on the phone with him for two hours, man, just praying with him, loving on him, telling him not to give up, keep going. Like literally this just happened this weekend. Like I was on FaceTime with him cause you know, he's scared. He's, you know, he's out of his mind. And, and so I I was telling my wife, I said, it's, it's so awesome how now I get to be that person for people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I had that person. Now I get to be that. You know what I mean? And, um, and that's just me, man. Like, people are like, man, you give people your number, this, that, and that. I was like, man, bro, like, you don't understand. Like, I needed 
somebody to talk to when I was on this stuff, bro. And I know they do too. So for me, it's it's a no brainer. Like, here's my number. If you feel like you're about to use, if you're in the middle of a of a drug binge or whatever, and you just need somebody to talk to, call me. Don't don't you know what I'm saying? It, it, we hope they do it before they go use. Like, cause I always tell them, like, call me before. If you feel like you want to go use, call me before. Let's pray out of it. Let's I'll pray you down. Like, but but even if you do use. If you feel you need somebody to talk to, call me. I'll 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 stay on the phone with you however long you need me to. You know what I'm saying? Because I signed up for this. You know what I'm saying? This is my life. And this is this is what I'm called to. And so, man, that that just impacted me in that that way so much, man, just to see her like that. And she had stage four cancer doing all of this, you know, and then just to see her just just I mean, like, you ask anybody about my Aunt Pat that knows her and like, man, her funeral, like I it was probably it was packed in there because she was just so loving and, and like her laughter man like god just gave her a gift of laughing like bro i i, I just missed that laugh one day I'm, I, I can't wait to get to heaven that's gonna be the first thing i hear i already know Craig, you know what i mean and i'll be like man yeah so uh man but just to watch her uh like literally deny herself man and and, and suffer like you said with the joy and in all honesty, like, of course, like you said, God's going to prosper. He said, above all, I wish that there would prosper even as your soul prospers. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, you got to be growing. You got to be growing spiritually before you can even think about prosperity. But God never promised us that. What he did promise us was suffering. Like, he promised us suffering, man. But he said, take heart. I've overcome the world so you can too. Like, we're, we're going to suffer. He suffered. They did it to him. He tells us every day, deny yourself and take up your cross. Taking up your cross means you're headed to Calvary. Yeah, you're getting beat. You're getting bruised. You, you know what I'm saying? You're getting bruised. Like, taking up your cross, that's not no easy thing. Like, every day, you're walking up the hill to Calvary with him. You know what I'm saying? In that, to crucify your flesh. You know what I'm saying? And so, right. it, it's going to be some tough times, man. And But... I, I think we should, like Jane said, count it all joy. Because all, all, all that's happening is that it's working our faith and working our patience. It's it's building us. We go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We can't stay in the same place. You know what I mean? And, and that's that's my motto, man. Like every day I'm like, God, I got to be better than I was yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we might not get it up right every day, but you know what I'm saying? That's why it's a beautiful thing that we have a Savior who has grace and his mercy is new each morning. You know what I'm saying? So right, right, right. Yeah, man. But go ahead. I, I think something that's really the person that said it the best was the Apostle Paul when he said, "Godliness with contentment is great gain." Yes, sir. And yes, I, I sir. think the thing is, is that in Christianity, <laughs> we don't we don't have contentment anymore. It's all right. Yeah, we hey, we heard you. Amen. Ain't that that's right, dog? The dog said, "Amen." Um, but no, honestly, guys, this is this is huge, right? Because if I if I can be vulnerable and transparent, I think for me, when I moved out to California, right, like I had this vision in mind, I had this idea in mind, because I wasn't content with where I was. I thought the other side, you know how they say the grass is green on the other side, kind of thing, and so like. Even though God gave me the approval to move out here and I got confirmation from him on the matter, it's almost like he gave me the opportunity just to give it to me so that I can see what it wasn't. 
though I thought it was. And so when we find when we find fulfillment in God and in God alone, there's a peace that comes that surpasses all understanding. And I think that's what we need to really offer to those that are struggling in addiction is because that's what they want. They want contentment. They want they want to know that it's going to be okay. And I remember I had sleepless nights not knowing it was going to be okay. I, I was looking over my shoulder left and right and wondering, is it is it going to be me next? Because I've lost so many friends. Right. And so just this understanding and knowing that I'll get there, it might not be now, might not be tomorrow because we're talking about prosperity. And so the most prosperous thing, I think it's in the book of Isaiah, but true prosperity is in Christ. It's in Christ. Everything is found in Christ. And so what we do is we look outside of him to find things that can only be found inside of him. Right. And that's why Paul says in Galatians 2.20, he says, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Right. And I, I think five, man, I think that's what's happened with you. It wasn't just you took six months away like you truly died when you walked through that church door and you put your face upon that altar right you died at that moment and even though you struggle from a day-to-day basis you're constantly dying right and now you have this newfound faith but also you started this ministry that i like to like kind of navigate towards in our conversation and discussion is music right so now you're you're putting to to paper on pen or from pen to paper everything that God has kind of like brought you through, man. So if you can kind of like speak to us about that, like I, I guess that's how you're making money now, or or you know providing for your family, or <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, God, God provides, man. Yeah, you know, uh, right, right. Definitely, definitely. A long time this year, man. I, you know, God just spoke to me, man. I, you know, I stopped selling merch at events um, just because I was reading in the Word and. This year, I really wanted to trust God, and He said He sent them two by two and told them to take nothing with them. And so, this year, man, I, I just been really trusting wow. in God, man. I started taking uh, I, I I don't charge an honorarium anymore. I just do love offering, like whatever. I, I tell the people just pray. God knows what I need. Whatever God number God gives you, that's what you give me, and just honor that, man. Like you know, I, I don't put a price on ministry anymore and so but he provides man and then you know my wife has a great job you know and that's a blessing in the story in itself but uh but yeah the music making music man is is really how i help provide for the family man and uh you know i've been doing this full-time 12 years now um serving the lord man and he's you know that scripture i've never seen the righteous forsaken nor see you beg for bread you know that's a, that's a real thing you know what i'm saying when you're chasing god and you you brought it up a while ago you said Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And you know, in layman's terms, what that means is if you chase God, you don't gotta chase things. The things you need chase you. Literally. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you, you you need a man or a woman, guess what? If you're chasing God, God's gonna send the right man, right man or woman to chase after you. If you're chasing God, money will chase you. I promise you, you know what I'm saying? You just have to do what he said, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. But yeah, the music thing, man, like, it, it's, a, it's a blessing for me, man. I use it definitely as a tool. Uh, here lately, I've been getting more into preaching. 
uh, speaking. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to a five event, you know, I do a, a lot more talking than I do uh, the music. You know, uh, the music is just uh, bait for me to get you there. And then I'm going to give you my testimony. I'm going to give you the word. Uh, and then we're going to watch God be God and, and, and see people say free, man. I try to tell these folks when I go, like, so this, this, this uh, tour I'm doing right now is called Heart of Worship. I just believe we, we need to get back to, to worship, man, and, and one accord. Because anytime you read in the Bible where it says they were found in one mind and one accord, it's followed by in the spirit of the Lord moved mightily. Um, you know, when they were in the upper room, it says 120 of them were there in one mind and one accord. And the spirit of the Lord moved so mightily that 3,000 people came to know the Lord that day. From 120 people being in one mind, one accord. Um, I think a lot of times these days people come to church because it's the right thing to do. Or they come to church because it's something they've been taught to do. Uh, you know, some people come to church so they don't get talked about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then you got the, the flip side of that where people don't come to church because they've been talked about. You know what I'm saying? But I always try to tell people, if you're coming to – anytime you're coming to, to a gathering of believers, if you're coming for anything other than to meet with Jesus, then you're coming for the wrong reasons. You know what I'm saying? If you're not coming to meet with Jesus, then I, I really don't need you there because the people I'm trying to reach and I'm trying to touch, they need they need the believers to be in one mind, one accord. Because if we could get there, if we could come in one mind, one accord, the believers in the room, I promise you, 3,000 could get saved. Everybody could get saved. But I feel like we live in a time and age where everybody's trying to build their own kingdom, man. And it, it's a sad thing, man. And I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, so this tour I'm doing, just heart of worship is trying to bring people back to that. Like, bro, let's focus on the main thing. I'm coming back. You know, it's all about Jesus. You know, I'm sorry, Lord, for the things we made it, but it's all about you. Like, this ain't about nothing but you. Like, and for me to get back to this place 12 years later, um, you know, uh, to this place where when I first got saved and it's just like, God, I don't want nothing but you. Cause you know, in, in, in the midst of the, the journey, you can get lost in the sauce, man. You know what I'm saying? You start, you you start, you start hanging with the the, the big names, and you start wanting to get some of these shiny things. But then when you get to the end of it, you you realize, man, all that stuff didn't mean nothing. Especially as a believer, bro. All I want to do right now is get back to Jesus, get back to Christ, and, and and let Him know that I'm really, I really, I really love Him, and I really love people, and I'm here to be used. And so that's that's where I'm at right now with the music thing. And, and the ministry, man, just going out and, and, and being like Jesus, man. Like, like Jesus wasn't in the synagogue. He was out there with them sinners, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just real. Like, he, if Jesus was in the synagogue, he was chumping off the church. I'm sorry to tell you. Go read it. He, 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 was, he would chump off the church and have compassion on the lost. That's who Christ was. Because the problem was is they felt like they didn't need a position. And I feel like, you know, today we've got believers that are creating a form of godliness but deny the power of. Like, it's, they're, they're, it's different Jesuses out here, if you, if you catch my drift now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we need to get back to the, the God of the Bible, man, the God of the Bible. That's, that's where I want to be. Hey, you said 12 years you've been, doing, you've been doing music, right? 12 years and you've been walking this journey of faith and kept yourself from – slipping into you the pursuit right of the shiny things or trying to build this thing traditionally and just walking in trust man that's it's it's phenomenal right i mean that's that's uncommon i think and so i mean what does that look like i mean i know 
you know, I, I think about it a lot, man. I'm a, I'm a father. I got four girls, you know, and I'm on this ministry journey as well. But then also, yeah, so I think about that in this ministry journey, right? Because, you know, it's like this this balance of like providing, trusting. And Rob and I talk about this a lot, like you're trusting God to provide for us, but then also knowing we're responsible for providing for the, for the kids, you know? And it's like, it's like, okay, God, I know you got me, but I got Amen. them, you know, I'll take care of that, you know? And that's Amen. some of the battle, man. So, so how have you, how, how have you walked through that and um, been able to just keep your focus and know that, you know, this is all the Lord's got this and he's going to be the one to take care of and provide, you know, as you just put your trust in him and get focused on the heart of worship. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, for me, man, like, I, I, man, I have a piece about not selling merch. Like, I don't have to mess with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, what really made me really want to start selling merch is, you know, I, most of the time I go at the end and I'm doing altar call and uh, I'll look up and I'll see somebody exchanging money while people are crying out to God. And that that, that really irks my spirit, man. Like, man, if, if Jesus was going to flip a table at any time, bro, it's going to be right now, man. Like, he said, my house should be a house of prayer. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so when it's time to focus on the things of God, I believe we should be focused on the things of God, not trying to make a dollar. You know what I'm saying? You could do that after the event. So that's why I did like, and for me, I always want to lead by example. I'm not finna talk about something when I'm doing it. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not finna, you know, uh, say, oh man, I don't want to do this. Like, so I try to lead by example, man. And you know, it, it's, 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 I've taken a financial hit, but not really though because god has provided everything i need man like I, and i'll give you one testimony right and so i was going to montana uh probably about a month and a half ago i had a three-day event in montana and uh, i'm not you know putting nobody's names or nothing out there but i already knew it's going to be little to nothing that they were going to bless me with you know because he had already told me they're bringing jeremy camp and they got to raise forty thousand dollars so i'm like oh man you know you, you gotta raise this so you know, and this was for another concert. So I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, you know, it's all good. I, I know um, this weekend is not going to be very fruitful as far as financially, but we're storing up treasure in heaven anyway. So let's get it. And so I go to the airport and I usually buy my flight, you know, a day before because I don't want to just fly in and go straight into ministry. Uh, and so I had a layover in Salt Lake City. Right. And so um, I'm sitting there at the layover and the woman comes up to me and she's like, Hey, sir, uh, we overbooked this flight. Do you mind if we give you $2,000 to get off? And I'm like, travel credits. And she's like, no, we're going to give you 2000 cash. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm off. You know what I'm saying? Like this literally happened. Delta. This is a true story. Like Delta literally gave me $2,000 to take an early, early flight the next morning. Right. So they give me the money. They give me a, a, a nice hotel. I was actually able to pick the hotel, pick the best hotel. They they put me up. And then the next morning I told my wife, I was talking to her because she was like tripping. She's like, what? Like, are you serious? I was like, bro, I told you guys going to take care of it. And I was like, I get, I, I bet you they put me in first class. Like I was just joking. So I get on the plane and guess where I'm at? First class. Chill it. You know what I'm saying? Like God, and for me, I felt like that was just God saying, I got you, son. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you Let me have let me have a great poupon. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's awesome. Great poupon. Yeah. No, you you know, it's it's Just really cool like that, that you say that because I was telling somebody the other day and I stole this from somebody, so I don't have rights to this. But a gentleman came up to me, he says, How old are you? I said, I'm thirty four years old. He says, Have you ever gone without? 
And I look back, I'm like, no, he's like, so he's like, how, how did you make it this far? And when you begin to actually think about it, you've been provided for your whole entire life. You're always your circumstance and situations not, might not be in alignment with what you believe they should be. But the fact of the matter is, is you're always taken care of. We're always taken care of. Even he, he says he reigns on the just and the unjust and the unjust. Yes, sir. Both. Not not. And so we get it twisted as believers. We're like, oh, snap. I'm a, so God, God will never let me go through that. It's like, hold up. My, my wife had two miscarriages, two back to back. One near one nearly killed her. And then I had two beautiful girls right after that. But God did something in my wife through that season. He it was necessary for her to go through the miscarriages in order for us to get our two beautiful daughters today. Come on. Man. I will I'll, I'll I'll never forget the moment. I was weeping before the presence of God. And the song came off by Evelation Worship. Do it again. Come on. Do it again. Yes, sir. And so I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but God will do it again. Yes, He'll fix your wrong and make it right. Like he wants to take where the circumstance and the situation time and time again, five, we we've had AIDS. I mean, we've had so Courtney, we've had so many people on this show and God did it again. He is not a man that he shall lie. Trust in Jesus. Yeah. Trust in Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. Wow, man. Rob keeps prophesying. That's the third week in a row with the prophecy for the audience. <laughs> he just keeps laying it down. <laughs> hey, I, love it. Man, I, so love it. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I just I'm I'm in awe five of where you're at today. Because your story, lo and behold, more than you realize ministers to mine and my situation. But not only that, man, this is ministering to both Justin and I because of where we're going with this podcast and what you're doing. We wanted to like try to bring forth resources and all these things. And I'm speaking out of turn probably, and this is live. I don't care. But God has really put a shift in us. And we're just like, look, man, let's just put out the content. Everything will come. And the reason why we wanted resources is so that we can bless people and put them through programs and buy their plane tickets and buy their their bus tickets. Right. But God knows our heart and he will bring forth those resources in due season. I think it's when you let go is when God begins to multiply. It don't make sense, but it's his math. You know what I mean? It's his math. It don't make sense. And our, our logical mind cannot comprehend the mind of God. It's the mind. It's the spirit. He said, except a seed fall in the ground and die, it produces no fruit. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what that's your letting go. You know, once we let go, it can produce some fruit. You know what I'm saying? And just trust God, man. I I know God's gonna take this thing further than you guys could could ever imagine, man. It's it's good stuff, bro. And people need this type of stuff. Especially uh people that come from where we come from and and people that just need to know that they're loved and that there's there's hope. There's hope in Jesus, Mm. man. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. You ain't gotta stay there. You ain't gotta. You ain't gotta. You ain't gotta stay in that position you at. God can clean you up, turn your life around. You know what I'm saying? 
And, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, it won't, it won't always be rainbows and butterflies on this side. Right. Because the devil, he wasn't, mess, he wasn't really messing with you when you had you. But once you try to, st- to start to walk for the father, he going to come and throw everything mm. and the kitchen sink at you. He, he, he don't want to lose one. But praise God, he Not lost three on this, this podcast right here. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> victory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Victory. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, that's beautiful. Ooh-wee. Yeah, wow. man. Man, yeah, thank you, you, Jesus. You hit you hit me like in a, in a spot when you were talking about the the not selling merch and seeing the money changing at the end of the service, and that used to be a difficult thing going out with the choir services. I mean, Rob Rob remembers we would travel around and do these Teen Challenge choir services, take them out to testify, and we'd never come home with a bunch of monthly donors because I couldn't I couldn't like stop like you've got testimonies, choir, and you're giving the word and it's like, how do I go into a pitch? You know, it's just like, it's, yeah. and, and then everybody tells me, Justin, you're there to fundraise. You're there to fundraise. It's like, no, I'm, I'm not like, you know, that's never been a mission. And we, <laughs> and we fought, I mean, we fought financially at TC. It wasn't easy. You know, we did that for 13 years right. running this rehab center, man. And it was, it was a battle every step of the way. And, but it goes back. I keep hearing you say, the enemy's not happy. You know, we're, we're going into his world. We're fighting. And just as Rob was speaking earlier, yeah. like you're ministering so much to each of us right now and where God's taking our journeys because there's going to be this battle, man. But, but the, the reality of transformed lives on the other end of this, you know, and seeing God imp- impact people is, oh, is what it's all about, man. So, so I ain't you, no better high than that, bro. I tell people. That's right. Yeah. Ain't no better right. high than that. So they say there's no high right? <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah. yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, awesome. Mm. Well, five, what do you got going on next? Were you traveling anywhere soon? Had any anything anything that people oh, yeah. that are listening in can check you out on social or you know, something you've got going on that you want them to be aware of? Oh yeah, man. So I, like I said, I got this heart of heart of worship tour going on uh, right now. Basically, every weekend I'm, I'm gone. This weekend I'll be in New Mexico, Artesia, New Mexico, Roswell, New Mexico, and then Lubbock, Texas. Uh, so uh, just keep me lifted when you think of me, man. Long weekends, and you know when I come home, I, I want to be present with my son. He's boxing now, so I'll try to you know help him, which is dope. This weekend I'm actually uh, rapping at a. Uh, in New Mexico, it's like a a boxing, uh, a professional boxing uh, match. And so I'm actually doing the intermission or whatever, uh, get to share the gospel. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So, uh, yeah. and so I'm taking my son with me on this one, which is cool, man. So yeah, I, I try to, I try to get in places where uh, other people ain't going, man. Like I tell people all the time, you know, I'm, you know, when, like I said, when God builds you up, you're called to go back into those places. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's so, it used to be where the, the, the darkness ran from the light, but these days it seems the light's running from the darkness. People don't want to go into places that Jesus would be at. Like, and, you know, I always talk about Lazarus, right? When they said, roll the stone away, and, and, and Martha was like, surely he stinks. But, man, we serve a guy that's not afraid to go into the dark, stinky places, bro. Like, Jesus is not afraid of no dark, stinky. He can, he can, he can bring life wherever he steps. Like, you know, and that's, and you know, a lot of people trip and, you know, a lot of people say, well, he cried over Lazarus. And, you know, if Jesus did not cry over Lazarus. Jesus cried because he was so mad because they didn't realize that life had showed up. He wow. was, you know, if you go read the scripture, if you go read the scripture, it says that 
his spirit was super vexed. He got real vexed because the, they were crying. These same people that were sitting at his feet the other day, soaking it up. You know what I'm saying? The, she, Mary was just at his feet. Now she's bawling and crying and blaming him for her brother dying. Like he didn't cry because Lazarus dead because he already knew what he was about to do. You feel what I'm saying? He cried because he was so upset and he was so hurt that they didn't realize that life had just showed up. Like when Jesus shows up, he's life, man. You know what I'm saying? And so we carry that. We carry that spirit. So wherever we go, we take the territory. We're not a thermometer. We're the thermostat. We set the temperature. You know what I'm saying? Wherever we go. Amen. So, uh, yeah, man. I don't know why I went there, but I did. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. Amen. It was good. It was definitely good. Hallelujah. Awesome, bro. But yeah, so oh, that that's what I was going. So so just I'm just on the road with with uh, doing this this tour, man. So if you guys think of me, please pray for me, lift me up, my family. Uh, just that I can continue being faithful to the calling, man. I like I, I I have a heart for addicts, man. Like that's my heart. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm trying to get into those places, man. So just pray that open that God would open doors, like in these celebrate recoveries and these uh you know victory outreaches and places like that. Like I'm I'm I, I'm I love the church and I love being with God's people, but I'm called to these people. You feel what I'm saying? Like, this is where I want to be because if if they can see what God did for me, if I could share my story with these people, I promise you it's, it's going to, it's going to turn some hearts, man. It's going to turn some hearts. Amen. Yeah. That's so good. Amen. Well, hold on. For those on Facebook, I've tagged him somewhere around here. And so you guys, please go over and check, check his page out. And for those who will catch us on YouTube later on, I'll drop the links down in the description below so you guys can follow along and just continue to pray in, into on into his journey. And on. I hope those who are listening that may may be caught in the mess found some inspiration. And I think I can I think I can speak freely in saying that anybody on this call right now, you connect with us. We will lead you. We will be thrilled. We will find, consider it a great privilege to lead you to a place of freedom, just like we found. Amen. And so don't hesitate to reach out and on. Five, we've been wrapping up yes, our calls please. a little differently recently. We've been praying over our guests and just uh, asking the Lord's blessing on them mm-hmm. as as we close the deal out. And so, Rob, man, did you want to jump in and just take a moment and pray over five and also those that are listening as we as we close out this call? Yeah, definitely. Wow. Thank you, mm. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. I thank you, Lord, uh, for this time, for this moment that we were able to gather together and just share um, each other's stories, each other's pains, each other's hurts. But it doesn't just end there, Lord, because the pain and the hurt that we have had to endure through, Lord, you have purpose for. And God, I just pray right now over our audience, for every ear that is listening, Father, I pray that they would have hope that they would have life and life more abundantly, God, that they would know that they are the head and not the tail, that they are above and not beneath, that they're more than conquerors, that they're victorious in Christ Jesus. I pray, Father, that they would have a peace that surpasses all understanding, that by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, that they would make their requests known unto you. Father, I lift up five to you, Lord. I lift up his ministry, his home, his marriage, his child, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that he would decrease and that you would increase. Expand his territorial, Heavenly Father, 
open up doors of opportunity, bring forth restoration in areas that he needs it, reconcile him to things and places and and people, Father, that need to be uh, reconciled unto him, Lord, that they could hear the truth that is being administered through and from him. And so, Father God, I just pray that the financial resources would always be there, that you would take his mind off of every circumstance and situation that's not on you and bring him back to the first love that he had with you. The very first time that he met you, God, I pray that that hunger and thirst will 10x. God, that he would be so on fire for you, God, that, that people would just acknowledge the presence of God in his presence. And so, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We honor you and we praise you for this time, for this day. And uh, for this podcast that you brought together, God, because it's not about us. It's all about you. And it's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, everybody, for thank tuning in. Thank you so in. much, man. Five, thank you, for, Greg. Thank you for jumping on and being a part of this call, man. We really appreciate it. And for those who are watching, please yeah, leave a comment, that. hit like, share, help us spread the word about the podcast. And, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing you could do. Pray for us. If you need support, reach out. But engage. Hit that like button smash the share button is what these youtubers say smash the like button subscribe i don't know what they say i don't know (laughs) my daughters could tell you but god bless you guys